Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the DVC Show. I am your host, Paul Krieger, and I am joined this week by my lovely wife, Amy Krieger. Hello. We've got John Sakari, aka Big Fat Panda, in the house. Jeff Haslam is joining us again this week. Hey, everybody. the senior sales associate at the DVC Resale Market, Mr. Derek DeBoer. Hey, now. How are we all doing this week? Good. Magical. Magical. That's the word Magical. right there. Magical <laughs> because of our Mickeys. So uh, for those of us joining us, uh, those of you joining us, uh, we've obviously been chatting for about a half hour before this show, which I wish I had been recording because it would have made for excellent Patreon content, which if you didn't hear, we do have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash DVC fan. I just kind of wedged in that plug. Look at that. But we were talking about the future of the DVC show and our future studio design and things that we want to have. And uh, somehow I pulled out my little Mickey that um, the lovely Mr. John Sakari gave me a while back. This came from where, Panda? I saw it. Oh, no, it wasn't Mexico. Was it St. Thomas? One of the islands that a cruise stopped at, I saw these. I'm and I saw sure that one. Mexico. I think it was the cruise where you're supposed to go to Eastern and then the hurricane made it Western. I think it was Cozumel, Mexico. I think yeah. So then I saw there's literally a fatter one. And I'm like, okay, I'll take this one and I'll get the skinnier one for Paul. They're the weirdest. And his hands shake and he's got a little tail. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, See, this guy then, is on my shelf weird. behind me and he just he just creeps me out all day. Usually it's, it's Wally like, that would make me think. I'm sorry. And dude. as soon as I saw you guys pull it out, then I got Mickey envy. So I said, hold on a second. Let me run downstairs to go get one that my brother bought me many, many years ago from a flea market. And <laughs> don't. But that, that looks like it was licensed at some point. Like somebody okayed that. Apparently, don't look at it for more than five seconds in of, a row. I don't have my glasses thing. on, so I can't see very well, and I don't want to put contacts in. But it kind of looks like the guy from Batman movie, the Harvey Dent, after like half his face blew yeah, off. Kind of. <laughs> it just makes me think of a toy that like Sid from Toy Story got his hands on yes. and decided to like light on fire or blow up. Uh, Jeff, yes. we tried to. Jeff, Jeff doesn't have any creepy Mickey's, but he's going to work on no it for next time. Mickey's. Mission accepted. <laughs> we'll and check back with him. him. We'll check back with him in a couple weeks and see what kind of creepy Mickey he found at the Lakeland Antique Mall because we know there are plenty to be found. And for those that are listening to the podcast version of this, please head over to YouTube because you're not going to want to miss what any of these Mickeys look like. <laughs> um, it is gold and it's going to, you know, just take the time, take a couple minutes, just watch the first couple minutes of our of our episode over on over on YouTube and uh, and and see what the Mickeys look like. But thank you guys all for joining us this week. Uh, we decided to kind of loop back around to a lot of the news and updates that have been happening in the Disney Vacation Club and Disney space over the past few months uh, as part of our fall 2023 news and updates show today. So we're going to talk about a lot of the cool things that are both happening in relation to Disney Vacation Club and Disney World and Disney Parks and Disney Cruise Line and all that kind of stuff and talk a little bit about the future and maybe what we're hopeful for. But before we dive into things, as always, this and all of our DVC fan content is brought to you by the world of DVC. DVC Resale Market, if you're looking to buy or sell a Disney Vacation Club contract, they can help you out with that. Monera Financial will be able to help you with financing that Disney Vacation Club 
Club resale purchase and the DVC rental store where you can try before you buy, rent some Disney Vacation Club points, or if you have extra points, you can rent out your own points. But Again, thank you guys all for joining us this week. Um, you know, we're, we're super excited to have this group of people on. As we mentioned before, we are working actively on a fun new studio space. As of this show going up, I will actually have already stepped foot in it, uh, but it is bare bones. So it is kind of... Uh, nuts and bolts and we then get to begin to bring life to that space so we're trying to think does this group of people kind of fit in something that would be like the view are we the view of disney vacation club uh, i always thought of jeff as whoopi goldberg so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i don't even know how to take that <laughs> i don't know how to process i, that. I just know. picked the most obscure thing to say <laughs> i don't even know who's on the view but uh, yeah, no, kind of playing around with that concept vibe a little bit so that we can have some people uh, kind of have some more side by side conversation, kind of be able to show the whole group at the same time uh, in some various camera angles. And so uh, we will bring a lot of that sort of are behind the, the scenes. Are the, just out of curiosity, the more I think about this, are the five of us legally allowed to be in the same room together? Do you know or no? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good I point. Think, I'll have to I check think with our the, lawyers. Yeah, I think the contract expired, the one where you have to keep so many feet away. I think that was <laughs> Okay, good, good. We might need some adult supervision. Yeah. We don't have any of those in this group. That is <laughs> that's our adult. Creepy creepy Mickey is our is our adult supervision. We should have a creepy Mickey shelf. We should. We we will definitely have a creepy Mickey shelf, at least uh, behind one of the backdrops. That that's that's a must do. But if you guys have any thoughts on you know kind of just our our future studio space or anything that you'd like to see as part of that space, put it in the comments of this video. Uh, we would love to hear it, and we will bring you a lot of the behind the scenes content of us sort of building out that space in the coming months. We hope to kind of be in there by the first of the year, by 2024. Um, I know that's a little bit uh, of a ways off, but it is kind of going from a shell of a space and we are completely building that out so we do want to take time do it right make sure we bring you uh you know the perfect studio space for the future of the dvc show so excited for that and all of the other future content that we're going to have here on dvc fan but we've got a lot of exciting dvc news and updates to talk about and i think the first place to sort of kick things off is where disney vacation club is at right now and some of the discussion that was had around the quarterly earnings call for Disney. The Q3 earnings call was actually a couple weeks ago, and a noticeable call out to Disney Vacation Club was brought up in that call related to the negative performance of Disney parks and resorts. And it basically said that part of the negative result was due to Disney Vacation Club. And I don't think this comes as much of a surprise to any of us on this panel because Disney Vacation Club direct sales have kind of been hurting for a little bit. Right, Derek? Yeah, they have. And they've kind of gone all over the gamut of raising prices and then lowering prices. And all of a sudden, this resort's on sale and everybody rushes over to go buy it. And it has record-breaking months. And some resorts are still struggling, like Riviera is still on sale, <clears throat> probably will be for quite some time. Aulani, as we sometimes joke, should be sold out by the time it expires in the year, you know, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's just definitely a very, very up and down time for Disney Vacation Club. And the thing about for the parks and resorts is what's always been so valuable about Disney Vacation Club to the Walt Disney Company is that 
members are the ones that are going to go right so members are, are the ones no matter and you know economic hard times and a lot as long as those resorts and hotels and parks are open members are going to be there and members are going to be there spending the money they're going to be going to the parks eating in the restaurants so for folks to, the, the fact that disney vacation club was indeed kind of called out like you said paul how they were as opposed to how they're normally called out which is literally you know thank you disney vacation club thank you thank you thank you for keeping us afloat during some crazy times. Yeah, it's, there's just so much going on right now. Yeah, and to go directly to the quote that was in the earnings report, it said the decrease in operating income at our domestic operations was due to lower results at our domestic parks and Disney Vacation Club, driven by lower unit sales, partially offset by an increase at Disney Cruise Line. Uh, and I kind of went back in some of our coverage of the earnings call over the years. Uh, and I know, Panda, you follow some of this pretty closely. I don't, I can't find anything where DVC's actually been directly called out for some time. No. You know, and to me, it looks like DVC is doing really well. Like, I can't tell. If it wasn't for that statement, I see people, you know, on my Facebook, it's Grand Floridian on sale. Let's go buy it. So I can't even tell. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, if you hang out in the DVC fan group, it's it's a lot of buying all the time. <laughs> but. We're always buying in the DVC fan community. But um, no, I agree with you, Panda. And also, you've got to kind of look at these earnings calls. They normally uh, they normally come out about a month and a half or longer after the the quarter has actually closed. So they right, right, made right. some pivots in that corner, especially uh, it, it, when it comes to Grand Floridian sales. They made some very very enticing incentives. Uh, over the past few months for Grand Floridian. And so I, I think those triggers were done as a result of them seeing the writing on the wall with the Q3 results ahead of time. Uh, Jeff, did any of this surprise you? Not really, honestly. Like, I think the thing that sticks out for me is it's just kind of, you know, DVC has always been on kind of this upward trend for a long time. Right now, they've got a lot going on, a lot planned in the future. you and, you know, I, I kind of wonder if it has to do with, you know, maybe people aren't buying right now because they're waiting for Polly. You know, Grand Floridian kind of has that niche, um, that niche group. Uh, nobody's buying Alani because it's too far away, even though it's the best resort ever. <laughs> it's just not connected to anything else. And so I think, you know, Riviera, the restrictions, I think, still think scare some people off. And so I kind of think people have just maybe hit that pause button. Let's see what these cabins are going to do. Let's see what the poly tower is going to look like, you know, let's see what's next rather than just jump in right now. Yeah. And we've talked about that before, Derek, there's never been a point in time in which buyers have necessarily had this many options when it comes to Disney vacation club. And I've said that before as well. If you, if you, if you, if you give me too many options, I begin to shut down. Like that's, that's how I function and how I operate. And I have to imagine that from a sales perspective, that's very similar. One trillion it is true. Like there's never been a time to where not only has there been so much live inventory that Disney Vacation Club is selling, because again, when you're on vacation and you're with a Disney Vacation Club guide, you obviously want them to buy while they're on vacation with you. The worst thing you want is, is for them to say, okay, so this is a price sheet for the Riviera. Oh, and then here's one for the Grand Floridian. Oh, so what's going on with that Poly Tower? Oh, here's one for Alani. <laughs> what what are those cabins going to look at? You know what? Th this is a lot. So I just need to go home, take some time, do some research. 
then they wind up finding us over at the DVC resale market. So that's what you don't want folks to do. Like you said, Paul, there's just so much. And like Jeff said too, there's never been a time in history. Normally there might be, oh, they're building XXX. You know, it's not open yet, but ha ha have you seen the new Poly Tower? My God, now there's the Polynesian Tower going on and the cabins are happening over there. Then there's always these new blurbs. Is reflection being, you know, risen from the dead again? What's <laughs> happening over there? There's just so much going on. And meanwhile, Disney World's just sitting there saying, how do we sell the Riviera? Because <laughs> we're almost <laughs> sold out of the Grand Floridian. God love it. You know, we're almost out. Oh my God. So now we have Alani and we have the Riviera, but then everybody keeps asking about what about that Polynesian tower there? I want to buy points there. So yeah, there's a lot. That, that concrete, <laughs> lot that on. concrete and steel over there, that looks a lot prettier than that Riviera. I'd like that please. <laughs> Don't crap on Riviera. <laughs> Do not. It's I'm not I'm not crapping on Riviera, but it's it's true. I mean it 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 is the I, I would call it like the seven seas lagoon effect. If anything around there, you build anything, put a super eight there, it's gonna sell well, it's gonna do well because of its location. And yeah. number one rule of real estate, location, location, let's say it together. Uh, you know, um <laughs> Location is the key. And not that Riviera doesn't have a great location. It's got the Skyliner. It's going to get you to Epcot. But that that Magic Kingdom location has always been the big selling point when it comes to Walt Disney World. So, um, you know, it, it, exactly, you know, those thoughts are those, those thoughts are perfect when it comes to people having too many options. Derek, you brought up a great uh point which brings us to our next topic which is those grand floridian um points are kind of going very very quickly and that led to a surprising increase when it comes to the uh grand floridian recently which was that their direct price per point was increased up to 230 dollars per point now this oh. is creeping slowly up into what i would call the uh sold out price per point which i believe was previously like 255 ish oh goodness i can't even remember I if anyway. I if I if memory serves me right, it was it was it was above two fifty, whatever it was back before yeah. it went on sale as a actively selling property again. Um, Derek, do you remember those numbers at all? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. It was definitely in the two fifties, Paul. Yeah. It absolutely was, and that's why everybody went absolutely crazy with these Grand Floridian promos, right? So when they announced the new building, and then they announced that hey, you know what, resale points can be used at the new Grand Floridian Tower. Oh my God, it was nuts! And then you saw the prices for the Grand Floridian then started to plummet because there were many cases, and I know we see it all the time on DVC Fan, where people were buying. Oh my God, I had to buy a 150 point promo at the Grand. I had to buy it direct because it was just too good to pass up. Because those people that did that. You know, we'll look back down the road when the grand points. I just can't believe that literally there are points that are over $250 a point. I remember buying mine in 1999 and we bought them at the boardwalk and I think they were $72 a point. And I remember looking at it going like, oh my God, are you sure we should do this? This is like $12,000 for like, you know, 170 points or something crazy like that. <clears throat> and then I remember selling direct with Disney to where the points crept up over a hundred dollars and then we're like god do you think people are still going to buy this when it becomes like 130 dollars a point or 130. <laughs> it, now it's just crazy because it's just like a normal tuesday like oh yeah the prices are 250 bucks a point and it's like oh my god yeah it's nuts it's crazy. yeah and you were right it's it was 255 in june of 2020. okay so wow. so 
Yeah. And I think they're they're also trying to creep up there right now to get to where they want that poly tower to be when yep. they when they start out. Yeah, well, and it's point. also yeah, and it's also, you know, something that I think is kind of a very typical sales situation. So we've got two properties now, Grand Floridian and the villains at Disneyland Hotel that are priced at this two thirty per point threshold. Now when we say 230 per point, we mean that is before any incentives or anything like that that they bundle on top of that price. So obviously, if you buy in at at least whatever that minimum is, uh, that direct minimum or even aggressively higher, 200, 300, 400 points, that price is going to come down some um, and potentially actually even come like under $200 per point when it comes to buying these. So keep that in mind when we talk about this. But the flat base price, like the, uh, the, the base price on a car, basically, 230 per point for those those two yeah. uh, properties. And then we have Disney's Riviera Resort and Alani sitting at 217 per point. And essentially, it's a drop product kind of mindset is you've got these two premier products that you know you can get some more money for. Grand Floridian is very close to selling out. When we say selling out, that essentially means that they have all of their inventory of points that they can sell. Disney, by law, has to withhold, I believe, 2% of those points. Yeah. Um, so they have to hold those points back within their own inventory that they end up using for cash reservations, things like that. Uh, but when they get to that sellout point, essentially it means that they're no longer actively promoting or selling that resort. And we're getting very close to that date when it comes to Grand Floridian and Big Pine Key, which was the newer addition that came online last year with uh, the Grand Floridian. So you've got that premier property. You've got the Disneyland Hotel property, which is also a premier property that's selling very well. Uh, they, they feel that it's doing or at least meeting their expectations in terms of its sales. But those are the things that you come in the door and someone that's looking to buy, if they're if they're buying direct in the parks, they're like, these are our premier properties. They're two thirty per point. And if you're someone like Amy or I, you're, you're kind of like, no, I'm I'm not going to pay that. Like that's that's way too high. Well, now you have like this drop product option. So now you have this option in which, well, hey, if you're not interested in these two, how about these two other resorts that are equally as amazing, Riviera or Alani, where you can actually still buy. <laughs> the Disney Vacation Club program and get those same benefits. And so from a sales perspective, I kind of feel like this is a pretty I remember good them idea. using Alani on us as a drop product. Do you remember when we no. when we were first buying in? Yeah, we almost bought Alani because we wanted we well it was because we couldn't buy Animal yep. Kingdom because we lived in West Virginia and in all that that went on and so they were in copper creek at the time was a little too high so i remember our our guide was trying to get us to buy alani and i gotta tell you that the whole time you've been talking the only thing i can think of is that mickey keeps every time your arms move its arms keep waving and it's creeping me out <laughs> like that the air passes by it's the him air yeah i don't know what it, it is he's just like here like he's, he, needs, he needs a bobblehead too so that he agrees oh, with me like, like well, as creepy be monkey all over again with the symbols <laughs> can you just can we put him over there no i'm gonna move Can't him i'm gonna move him closer it. to you now for sure <laughs> mine, <laughs> derek's derek's getting mine, creepier mickey back up like i'm yeah, sure mine, you oh my goodness mine just started that. bleeding for no reason i'm not sure what that <laughs> <happened>. started bleeding <laughs> oh, man. um but yeah so you know uh the, it, it this again kind of all just uh, i'll just brings full circle the fact that there's a lot of products to choose from with Disney Vacation Club right now. So Grand Floridian, getting close to that sellout. I think um, 
Jeff, would you kind of agree that probably by the end of the year, this thing is gone in terms of Grand Floridian points? Yeah, I would think so. Like it's, they've been saying for a while and all of, all of the blogs in the world out there have been saying it, that we're really getting close to, to that being not for sale. Uh, can I ask Derek a question is resales dipping parallel to what direct is, or is we still holding strong? Yeah, no. Yeah. It, oh no. I mean, resale actual sales are phenomenal. So yes, we are very, very busy, very busy. Uh, if you're asking about the Grand Floridian, normally whenever there's a Disney direct price increase, it will result in resale prices going up. It usually can take a couple of months or so for those prices to actually start to increase. So it's I know twofold right now, just because the prices are going to start to go up again. And I know we're gonna talk about Rofer starting up again too, as well. That always results in prices going up that again can take a month or two three four months from now but i think we'll be able to look back to say my god did, did you see the prices for xxx resort compared to six months from now so yeah i just wondered do do we think that it has anything to do with you know the words getting out that resells the better deal and there's not enough perks to justify a whole 150 point you know minimum purchase it used to be 75 which was a lot easier for people to get involved with I just wonder if any of that has anything to play into all I, what we're talking about. Yeah, I have to. I have to think it definitely does. And I think if Disney Vacation Club is struggling anywhere right now, it is with current members and that ability to add on. I think that as you do your research, as you learn more, and again, this show, other shows like this, although this is the only DVC show you should ever listen to, but um, you know, uh, there, there are plenty of vloggers out there. There are plenty of people that talk in the Disney and Disney Vacation Club space, but there's so much more education. And I think the past five years especially have really exploded the educational element as it comes to this program. And so if you are an invested owner, if you are someone that knows what they're doing, you very quickly understand that if you are going to buy points and add on points, it should be through resale because it's going to get you the most bang for your buck and you've already got what you want by going direct. Um, and I think that we have seen a lot of that and Derek can probably attest to this over the past year to two years, especially emerging from the pandemic the purchases as prices continue to just increase and increase direct, most current members are going, well, I'm just going to stock up on these points on the resale market. I mean, buy some Saratoga, yeah. buy some Old Key West, buy some easy points, some sleep around points or whatever you want to call them. hundred percent. And and that's what makes this audience so great is truly the, the folks that come to us at the DVC resale market from shows like this, from the DVC fan boards and stuff. They're so educated. So it's almost like, you know, they've, they're doing their research, right? as opposed to when you're a guide at Walt Disney World, a lot of times you're talking to guests for the first time. They have no idea what a point is. They have no idea how a point chart works. So many of our guests, and I'm talking about people that aren't even members yet, they reach out to us, whether it's on chat or on phone or shoot me an email. And their questions are just so detailed because of shows like this. And when it comes to members, Disney losing out on members, like you said, Paul, is a huge moneymaker for them, for members adding on. And when I talk to members, it's an absolute no-brainer because if you're not a member yet and you're thinking about joining, it's common. And we use that phrase, you know, FOMO, like, oh, do I want that little member card? I know I 
may not ever get into Moonlight Magic, but I'd like 10% off a pretzel maybe this year, or maybe I want this, but I just want to have that card. That's fine. But when you're a member that already purchased direct and you know how the club works, you're just looking for, like you said, sleep away points, or I know I want to get into the boardwalk. Then they come to us. I'm like, you have absolutely no reason to add on those points direct. That's it. I mean, it, it's just such a no brainer for members to add on points with us, with the selection we have, they can find their use year to match all of that up. But yeah, once you've already got that member card, and that's what you're concerned about. There's no reason to pay those direct prices because they're they can be as we just talked about. They're not so is yeah. the technical phrase. Nuts and we've up. seen this with some of the more recent tactics and things like uh, what what Direct Disney Vacation Club is doing. And I, I hope it continues just because you want to see the product do well and you want to see direct sales yeah. do well, just like resale. You know, uh, it, it's it, I feel like a lot of people view it as direct versus resale. And it's like, whatever camp you're in, the other camp is bad, but these things go hand in hand. You know, um, the success of direct is the success of resale. You know, it, if Disney stops building Disney vacation club properties, then there's nothing for Derek to sell. And he's going to be, you know, selling hamburgers at McDonald's or something. You never know. Um, right, or, and those direct sales now will probably be reselling creepy Mickey's later. on the side of the road. <laughs> Exactly. Those yeah. direct Sorry, those direct sales now are going to be resales later. Um, great point, Panda. You know, uh, we're waiting uh, and anticipating probably within the next month. We have to imagine the first uh, resale contract for the Disneyland Hotel in California to come online. Oh, yeah. There's going to be oh, yeah. someone at least within the next month or two. We kind of he keeps saying she's surprised it hasn't happened. Yet. Well, yeah. Not now that I think about it. So Riviera, when Riviera went on sale, we saw that first resale contract a couple months before it even opened. Uh, so which would have put Disneyland Tower resale going on sale by like August. Yep. And so, um, you know, or even sooner than that. But the thing is, is that I think that the people, a lot of the people who bought into Disneyland Tower were, were more educated members, yeah. uh, people who had been waiting for something yeah. at Disneyland, you know, for a long time. Um, they're not, they're not the type of crowd that is what mostly is the group that has bought into Riviera first, because those were more people like Derek said, uh, when you talk to people at Disney world and you're selling them DVC, they don't know what a point is yet. They, they're people that are in the parks that are like, Oh, this is great. I want to come back. Well, you know, and, and those are the types of people. So the people that didn't really know what they were getting into. So I think that it's kind of a different crowd for the most part mm -hmm. that purchased Disneyland tower. I don't think you're going to grab a lot of families who go to Walt Disney World and convince them to buy something out in California. Um, so I don't know that we'll see the first Disneyland contract go on the resale market yet until maybe it's yeah. been used a little bit. Or but Derek, back to some of the comments you made. I feel like DVC direct sales, they need to kind of dig back into their playbook a little bit when it comes to how to get members excited when they're on property and get them to want to add on. Those things are not happening. We used to, there would either be something in the room kind of as just a, you know, welcome home. You know, we're happy to be here if we can help you in any way. Disney Vacation Club, or yep. you would get a message like a voicemail or something on your phone from a Disney Vacation Club guide uh, or someone representing DVC like, hey, welcome home. Hope you have a good vacation. If you have any questions or you need any help with 
an add-on purchase or anything like that. And these are, I feel like these are very low level things that they could do to potentially help boost those sales. Oh, even when they just gave out fast passes to people who went and did tours. Went and did I mean, tours. That, that doesn't yeah. cost them like anything or it didn't then. And people loved it. And when you go into one of those tours, it's hard to say no, you know, it's hard to not want to buy. Yeah. And it's so it's, it's so true, Paul, because it's the little things that mean so much. Because when I was a direct guide and guides still have the same access now, it's you knew when every member was staying on property of yours because guides have a certain amount of members that they're responsible mm-hmm. for. So every day, part of my job is I would log in just to see if I had a spare moment. Okay, look, I've got the following, you know, 50 families here, one staying at Boardwalk, one staying in Okie. You call, you could leave what's called a silent message because not everybody wants their phone to ring on vacation. Like, oh my God, what happened? Why is my phone ringing? So it was a silent message and you would pick it up and I'd say, you know, hey, Smith family, welcome home. It's Derek, your DVC guide. I just hope you guys are having a fantastic vacation from Minnesota and enjoying the weather here. If y'all have any questions or need anything whatsoever, boom, that was it. But I can't tell you what it meant to people. Like they would tell me all the time after I left Disney, they'd say, oh my God, I miss your welcome home messages. That you had. And, and, and my, my vacation club guide, Gib McCain, who we all know Gib McCain, he's still That's mine there. too. Yeah. He's ours. One, yep. Original vacation club guides. I was at the boardwalk last Wednesday for my wife's birthday. And sure enough, I see the blinking light in my room. And I pick it up and I listen to the message. Hey, buddy, it's your old friend, Gib. I just hope, hope you're all having a great vacation. You know my number. Call me if you need anything. So it's just- Oh, that's so nice. That it makes you feel like, and like Paul, like we checked in and we told him it was my wife's birthday. So I've learned lately, sadly, not to expect anything, right? So when it comes to like, oh, like an upgrade or maybe even like a thing of cookies or something like that. But when we checked into the room, it was like- it felt like the Disney of old. Like when you told them you were there celebrating something special, like it was my literally that day of my wife's 50th birthday. They upgraded us from a studio to a one bedroom. They had two little coffee mugs and a thing of cookies and a signed picture from all the characters saying, oh, that's Happy great. birthday. And I know it didn't cost them anything at all, right? The room was probably available. It was during the week, it was just for one night. But the fact that you couldn't get the smiles off of our faces saying, This is why we love Disney. Like I miss stuff like this. Those out of nowhere, little, little moments is what makes Disney special. And yes, they need to get back on track. See what you're saying, Derek, though? They didn't have to spend a lot for you to be happy. They got to get that message. It's not about the money. It's about just that the thought of it and everything. Yeah. Make you feel special. Now, it wasn't enough for me to call Gib and buy more points direct, but, you know, still it was nice. No, and Gibbs always been great about that kind of stuff. I, I just, I, I think there's an easy way that everyone should be able to do that. Have some sort of small touch point with every single member at some point during their stay, whether it's an automated email, even if that phone call, the, the personalization makes it have a special touch to it. But even if there are things that become more automated that are, that is part of that process, you know, that technology is amazing these days, you know, there, there's, there, there is literally now in Disney's system something that lets the front desk know that I've come through the gate. And if I haven't, in, in some circumstances, if I don't have a room, by the time I park my car, I do have a room. Like, I don't even have to go to the front front desk. They're, you know, they're, their systems are getting smarter. So there's definitely technology that they can implement that can just kind of have that touch point yeah. with every member and make them 
uh, you know, like you said, Panda, make them feel special along that way. Now, that kind of merges us to our next topic and lurking in the background in the dark behind Panda is is something that we spent a lot of time on a recent show talking about, and that is the <laughs> Rofer monster. I thought you were talking about Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the one in the dark. I'm saying, if anyone's lurking in the shadows, it's Derek. <laughs> yeah, for, for anyone that's watching and and angrily typing a YouTube content right or a comment right now about Derek being in a dungeon, we've already ordered him a ring light for the next round of shows, um, so that he can. Uh, we also asked him to change to maybe some glow in the dark clothing or uh, something a little bit more pastel. You even you even practiced earlier today. I got an email earlier today from Derek, and it said, "Hey, can you send me the link a little earlier? I want to check my lighting." <laughs> I did. Now you know what it is? It's the back. It's the black light. Uh, yeah, it's because you have back, such light in the back. You've backlit yourself, and so now That's we've right. just got the shadow. You um, need to bring one of those quality lamps over to no. he needs highlight to highlight your face. He needs to do nothing, and I'm just going to augment his voice in the background now um, to be kind of like one of those like. Do you like called? scary movies? Yeah, anonymous. scary scary movies. Anonymous people, and yeah, um, but. Uh, so yeah, the Rofer monster has been active. If you didn't catch our Rofer monster show from the last round of shows, um, you know, it's not eaten a lot. It, it kind of eats a little and then goes to sleep for a couple weeks. Um, and we have no idea what it's doing, but it did recently eat another contract and it ate a grand Floridian contract, uh, 260 points at $152 per point. And I think that's kind of the big takeaway when it comes to this Rover activity is that it was grand Floridian and that it was at 152 per point, which just shocks us when you think about the, the margin that they have to play with there. There's not a huge amount of money to be made in that spread. Normally, they're kind of looking at the lower mm -hmm. low ball contracts and buying those back. Historically, they've kind of been that check and balance in place with the resale market. But that was kind of a surprising development. Any else? Any, anyone else kind of any any thoughts since our last Rofer episode? Have you have you had any epiphanies on what the monster might be doing? I just get it from you, and it sounds like it's coming back alive. Yeah. I, I think it, you're going to expect a different report once the fiscal year starts up for Disney, which starts October 1st, which basically means that, hey, we've got a fresh bucket of money uh, to last us for the entire fiscal year. Now let's start spending it. So I highly anticipate that the activity is going to be a lot bigger come October 1st. So that's just my hunch, my hunch. Yeah, I tend to agree. You know, it's they've while sales have been down, they're still buying, you know, as excuse me, they're still selling. And so I just think they're waiting for that for that uh, bucket to fill back up combined with the new fiscal year and, and the money that they made this last little bit where they've Wait. kind of put it on pause. I think they're ready to to get out the wallet for sure. Waiting for the waiting for the cash bucket to fill up. So well, moving on to some kind of DVC adjacent news or, uh, you know, just, just some other exciting things happening around the area. Since our last show, we had the announcement of the Disney Treasure, uh, Disney's newest cruise ship, which will actually embark on its maiden voyage right before Christmas in 2024 and then uh, start sailing from Port Canaveral. It is doing seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises from Port Canaveral through early 2025. And exciting news. 
cruise. Mm-hmm. I know that we are addicted to cruising. We just got off the DVC member cruise and mm-hmm. actually just booked a sailing in early 2025 on the Disney Treasure. But going around the room real quick, uh, just what are you excited about with this cruise ship uh, and what's what's coming out uh, with Disney Cruise Line pretty soon? I love Disney Cruise Line, so I'm excited about the Treasure. But I miffed a little because they advertised a haunted mansion component and a lot of people imagineers i talked to told us we're getting a haunted mansion bar but yet in their big reveal in destination d23 we didn't hear anything about it so i don't know if it's been axed i really want that bar but other than that i'm very excited over this i feel like we just have to be patient and wait i i feel like i think you're right yeah i why would uh, they do a grand reveal and yeah. not tell you about something. There are there are definitely spaces that they haven't announced yet. So yeah. if you look at like the footprint of the wish in the treasure is the same ship, just different different theming, think, right? The bayou yeah, is skipper just, and yeah. yeah. There's spaces that are still left open for, you know, what are they gonna be? Yeah, the hyperspace lounge area I don't think has been assigned to anything, and then Nightingales has also not been assigned to anything. Okay. Those are two staples on the Disney Wish um, that we don't necessarily have a replacement for just yet. So I'm holding out hope uh, as well, Panda, Me because too. I was you you saw the little gargoyle or whatever you want to call him on the uh, on the map, and you were just you you were so stoked by that. And did, something else. Did you notice in the reveal video when the guy was talking on the shelf behind him was a bellman hat from Tower of Terror? Tower of Terror. So I don't know if that oh. it was there. I don't know if it meant anything, but it is in that. All video. right, but they showed the hitchhiking ghosts in previous videos, so mm. I don't, I'm I'm not sure if they would change from haunted to Tower of Terror, but maybe it's yeah. maybe it's another thing. Who knows? Yeah. Jeff, what are you excited for? Well, and to add to Penn, he asked, you know, why would they do this big reveal at D23 and not say anything? I kind of felt like D23 was a big reveal that didn't say anything. So really, that's <laughs> all the questions you need to have. We're, we're still thinking about maybe doing this. <laughs> but no, I'm excited. I haven't even been on the wish yet. So we have some catching up to do. But um, I, I like the idea of the treasure and what's been announced. I'm I'm looking at booking early next year as well so I, I can't wait Derek you spent half your life on a cruise ship already are you going to be getting on another one anytime soon I did the only good news that makes me super excited about this is that as much as I'm sure the wish looks cool and I've heard great things and I've heard not such great things but the people that love it love it and the people that don't like it say I'm going back to the magic I'm going back to the wonder I'm going back to the fantasy is I'm excited because this is at least a seven night cruise just because I feel those three nights and four night cruises, they're just so short that by the time you get that lay of the land and you're used to it, they're kicking you off. So at least <laughs> on a on a seven night cruise, despite maybe how I, I don't seem like a big fan of the layout of the ship, because again, it's almost like you said, it's the magic and wonder are literally the same ships. The fantasy and the dream are almost literally the same ships just like the wish and the treasure are kind of the same ship. So I think everyone's going to have their, their favorites, but at least that this is a seven night is something that would make me kind of consider going on it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I, I hate three night cruises. It, they're just, you just got unpacked before you have to repack it. They're no good. Yeah. Be- yeah. It's, yeah, we just did the four night uh, DVC member cruise, which we've got videos going up over on the DVC fan YouTube channel uh, to kind of follow along with us as we experience the member cruise and that whole uh, vibe. But 
Um, yeah, I, I've kind of sworn off four, four night, three night cruises after that. It's just, it's not long enough. Even, you know, uh, we were there with Phil and Pauline. Um, it's great to kind of cruise with friends and, and things like that. And it's, it's just never enough time. You, you, you mm-hmm. begin to unwind by day three or four and then you're off the ship and back to work. And so the, the, the seven nighters are cool. So I'm happy that they're doing that with the treasure as part of the launch of the treasure, uh, Disney vacation club is doing what they call their first wave sailing. And that's a new branded name that they've actually given to these early sailings or these exclusive first time sailings that they offer as part of uh, the Disney vacation club program. So it is, I believe the third sailing of the treasure that is going to be this exclusive Disney vacation club first wave sailing. But the big caveat here is the fact that it is part of the exchange collection, which means that you need at least one person in your party to be booking with points. And if you've ever seen point charts when it comes to Disney Vacation Club and Disney Cruise Line, these are a very, very pricey, normally two to three times what you could get for renting your points and then you know, uh, just paying cash or u- utilizing the DVC rental store swap program, um, two to three times what you would pay um, if you if you didn't uh, do that. So um, definitely something to, to uh, look into if you are looking at that. It, it's it's to each their own. If you really want to be the third sailing of the treasure, then great, use your points and um, and and do that. And I think it's great that that's being offered. But if you want to save some money, um, you know, but still want to use those points. Yeah, rent we, them or swap we also them. get a lot of people that ask, what is the difference between that and a member cruise, uh, a member special sailing or a member cruise? And I, we do have an article that's going to be going up on DVC Fan pretty soon that explains the differences. But just the basic gist is the member cruise is done every single year. It is a special chartered cruise uh, there in qualifying members. And by qualifying, I mean, you have to, you know, be eligible for the for the perks. And it is just a very special voyage or very special sailing where you get free gifts. There's special entertainment and celebrities on board and, and all those sorts of things. They do it every year. The itinerary and the ship and the length changes like it was an Alaska cruise on the Wonder for seven days last year. This year was a four night Bahama cruise on the wish next year is a seven night Mediterranean on the dream. So it's always changing up every year. Um, and it's once a year and members can book that special member cruise with all cash if they want to, uh, or you can do some kind of combination of cash and points as long as one person is fully paid in points, or you can do the whole thing in points, which we would never do. Uh, we, we paid cash fully for ours, uh, cause it was the best value. The special member voyages, which they have had one sale so far, uh, was on the wish. It was, was it the second or the third Mm -hmm. voyage of the wish? It's just an opportunity for DVC members to be some of the first on a ship or some of the first at a location. So there's another one going to take place for lighthouse point to be one of the first sailings to go to lighthouse point. And then they're doing the one on the treasure. Those are just a, and like Paul said, they have now coined them, uh, first, first wave. wave yeah so that they finally i think picked a word for it um, <laughs> after it after all the confusion but they're not member cruises you don't get special gifts you don't get special entertainment celebrities and stuff on board it's just a regular sailing that dvc members can go on where you are some of the first on this ship um, and because of that 
you have to pay with points for at least one person. Uh, so, so there's differences there between that. Personally, for us, we would probably never do one of the first waves. We we don't like spending points on cruises, and we don't really have to be the first on a ship. You know, we like to let them get some of the kinks worked out and uh, get everything settled. Uh, but the member cruises, totally for us, we thought that that was an amazing experience. Diving back into some of the other news, Jeff, you kind of hinted at the lack thereof of news that recently happened at the Destination D23 event. So we recently had the Destination D23 <laughs> event. A lot of small little things that were announced that we kind of expected or we already knew about. At least we finally, we think we got an opening date for the Hatbox Ghost at uh, at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Uh, They've maybe. milked that for two years. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the biggest news out of everything is every kind of little thing related to Disney had a touch point at that event. But Disney Vacation Club, they got the shaft. They did not. They did not even get a mention on stage in terms of uh, even even a picture of something, um, which really shocked me. I, I think, you know, just give us something. Give us one picture to drool over and, and kind of make make assumptions over so that we can. Right? Uh, Especially the poly tower, something. Yeah, the cabins, something. anything, anything. Right? Inside of a room, like concept it art. like a missed, missed opportunity on their part, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big missed opportunity. And, and I, I feel like as we head towards the end of the year, there's just a lot of question marks that kind of are still raised with a lot of the future projects that are Disney Vacation Club related. Um, you know, we've got the Disneyland Tower opening. That's exciting. They could have at least done a plug for that. I feel like that that would yeah. have been that would have been mm -hmm. something small that we could have had. But uh, Disneyland Tower is opening very, very soon. Um, that will actually, next week's show will actually go up live on Thursday from the Disneyland Tower, where Amy and I will be. We'll share all of our initial thoughts. Uh, we will probably look very scraggly after that day because we will have gotten multiple different room tours and uh, the entire resort tour and all kinds of content that we'll be uh, pushing out to you guys over the course of the next few days after that grand opening. So definitely you'll want to tune in and that episode of the DVC show will go up live on Thursday. And then that is the same show that will then go up on the podcast channels on Monday. So just a uh, kind of a programming note to keep in mind. Also coming up in the near future for Disney vacation club, we're got 2025 point charts are going to be coming out before you know it. 2024 annual dues the condo association meeting is right around the corner and you can better believe it that we will be at that and covering every every minute of the excitement of members complaining about their ownership uh and free cookies so exciting so. i cannot wait i'm just here for the comments yeah, that that really that's the most exciting part to 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 just stick around. I'll for. listen to a Karen complain for some free cookies. <laughs> Panda, you went last year, didn't you? You covered the I event did. for us last I, year. Last year, I think that's when I had COVID. I think I never went. Oh, he didn't yeah. go. Oh, yeah, you were gonna. He was go sick. You yeah. were gonna go, and then yeah, you had COVID, and you were sick. That's uh, right. And that I think wonderful? Juan uh, from the DVC fan community, he actually went and he sent us some some pictures and yeah. sent us some feedback uh, throughout the event, so that we could uh, so that we could write about it. We had uh, a work retreat at the time, but this date is already penciled out on our calendar, and I'm just waiting for the invites to go live, so that we can say, "Yep, Kriegers are going to be there," and we can't wait to talk about it. And uh, 
and listen to all the, yeah, Panda, you should come too. It's, it's a hoot. Um, you know, really it's just kind of, I, I like people watching and it's very much just like a people watching convention, but that, go. oh, wait, you said, you said cookies. There are cookies, right? Hopefully Why they bring the cookies back. I don't remember if we they didn't brought... get no cookies left. We didn't get oh, no I got, cookies. Well, I'm going to bring some just in case. If I got to hear <laughs> complaining. Bring B- some snacks. BYOC, bring, bring your own cookie. As they're get complaining. some World of DVC cookies made up and just stand quietly in the background. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, now they're going to escort us out right when we show up. They're going to be like, uh, excuse me, sir. We're going to have to check your backpack for cookies. Uh, do you have any cookies in there? Uh, but yeah, Hey, you all are invited. It can, can be a big, it can be a big party and then we can do a live show afterwards and just talk less about what actually happened because there's nothing exciting that really happens. And, and more so just about the people that complained about. No, I'm excited. I want to see that refurb <laughs> the schedule. excitement on your face though <laughs> really is selling us here on that excitement. Let me you, there is nothing, there's nothing more excited than to be surrounded by hundreds of people hearing annual dues get ratified. to 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 kind of wrap us up for this episode because i know we've kind of run run a little bit long here but um go around the room one one time here um what are you excited for with disney vacation club in the future and uh what do you think or hope that we will hear from dvc um coming very very soon and jeff i'll start with you i'll i've said it before and i'll say it again i am excited for these cabins i want to see them i want to see them up front and personal or up close and personal and and see if they're going to work like i think they will i i'm really excited about those um as far as what we'll hear or what i hope to hear I'm still holding out hope that whatever is to become of reflections will still, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They haven't given up. It seems like we keep hearing rumblings and, and rumors. I hope they go with a different theme for it, but I, I would like to see, I was excited when they first announced it. So. Me too. Yep. I think, uh, I think D23 2024 will get a new announcement of a new Disney vacation club property. Will it be that reflection space? We will know when you guys know. You know, there's also been rumors for so many years about uh, Bay Lake Tower having a a second tower built onto that property. Um, so they're going to do something. They're going to do whatever makes them the most money in the quickest way possible. And that's that's kind of been the the name of the game here over the past couple years. So, uh, but I agree with you. I, I'm excited about those, uh, Derek. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about what are they going to do with the Polynesian? And I say that just because how are they going to handle with this whole new tower? I'm very curious, and that's why we're all dying to see pictures and layouts. Like what's going to happen with the already crowded monorail system when it leaves the Polynesian already and has to stop at the Grand? Are they just going to send all those people from the new tower over to the main building? Then it's all going to be completely filled by the time it gets there. And with the boat transportation, how is it going to work out with the pools? Is it reset? You know, are there a new association? Is the million trillion dollar question? How are the points going to work with that? So that's probably what I'm most looking forward to is just kind of to get the plans kind of fleshed out some more details because there's just really none other than the picture that looked like they took the old reflections and just kind of put it over in a new building right next to the Polynesian. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more details on what that resort actually is going to be. Um, and I, I think in 2024, I think I'd be super excited and I anticipate, and I don't know if I'm the only one that feels like this, but I feel like the next resort they're going to announce is going to be somehow tied in or around 
the Epcot parking lot. Because I know that they've done different things where they've done filed permits for construction and possible resorts. I just know, you know that resort area for Epcot is so popular for Disney Vacation Club that I just, because obviously you're running out of land there around the Magic Kingdom. So I think Epcot, I could see and I would love some kind of new expansion that takes place more towards the front than it does obviously towards mm -hmm. the back. But that would be yeah. cool to me to have a third Epcot resort. I'd like a I'd like a suite at the top of Spaceship Earth, please. Kind of like the, <laughs> kind of like the funnel suite on the new Disney cruise ships. So <laughs> get lulled to sleep by Dame Judy Dench each and every night. <laughs> Panda, what are your thoughts on uh, what we might hear? Uh, what you're excited for? First thing I'm I'm looking forward to are the cabins, just like uh, Jeff said, and everything that Derek just said. Uh, I do have a slight theory that I really hope comes true that this Polynesian tower that I don't like the look of right now, I think that when it's all done, we're gonna we might fall in love with it if they I change it from the concept art. Who's I agree. I I, I I need to see it be tropicaled up and then I can make a decision. If there's a new restaurant in there, that would also entice me. With the monorails, Derek, you know what I'm thinking? Because I have the same question where when there's a Christmas party and stuff now, you can't even get on it. So it by the time it's at the Grand Floridian, there's no space left. I think they're going to keep certain cabins not filled until they get to a specific resort. So like, you know, cabin two and three doesn't load up until it gets to mm -hmm. that location. Just, you know, even if the line has to be longer, at least they're moving people from each resort. Yeah. But, this yeah. cabin is for direct purchasers only. Right? Do you, have the blue, do you have your blue card? Oh, you did resale with Derek? No. Oh. I love your point, though, about the Polynesian panda. Uh, we, we as a community have made so many assumptions on literally one piece of artwork, one piece of early concept it's art. It's their own fault, though. They shouldn't give us that artwork. I mean, no. they know that we love Alani. Take, Can't they take a hint from Alani? Take Take a line from Universal's playbook. Amy and I were just talking about this yesterday, and it kind of goes back to our D23 discussion, which is just build something and don't tell us anything about it until it's about ready to be completed. And I think that would be amazing because it would just, the rumor mills would be crazy. I'm sure there's too much insider knowledge with Disney that that would never happen. But Universal pulled it off through the pandemic. They built a roller coaster and we all kind of knew like, oh, okay. Then they put the Jurassic Park logo up and we're like, oh, okay. That's exciting. Like they just, it was, it was masterful in how they launched that Disney coaster. does not help the them. They don't help themselves. <laughs> no. It, well, legal gets in the way too many times, and, and that, that causes too many issues. There's too many conversations about, you know, there were probably 25 conversations about naming the, the first wave sailing, uh, coming up with that logo <laughs> and that design and, and all of that. You know, you know that there were way too many people in a room that, that made that decision. But, um, Amy... I am so excited for this condo meeting. <laughs> I just know. I actually. I Amy, really... Amy loves data. She <laughs> loves data. I want to see the refurbishment schedule. Here's what I'm really looking forward to. I want to see Animal Kingdom Villas going to get refurbished very soon. 2024, 2025 at the latest to start. Grand Californian. I want to see that getting refurbished. Um, 2024, 2025 at the BLT, latest. BLT, please. 
Speaking of refurbishments, and I'll just throw this in in here real quick as a, as a random kind of news or update, but we did get confirmation on our Vero Beach trip that the refresh that is coming to Vero Beach Resort is going to inject the Murphy beds into the deluxe studio oh. properties. It's oh, wow. sounding like they might not come to the in rooms, but we do know that they are coming. Just so. any any room that has a pullout couch. That yeah. Fit, yeah, is going to get a Murphy bed. So, um, did, you, but, did you notice that when you said Vero Beach, suddenly Derek came into focus? <laughs> he got he a lot came in a his lot light. Closer. His lighting got better. He was very worried as to what I was going to say. Uh, but no, that I would just, make me. That would honestly make me consider because I always stay in the inside just because I hate mm. the pullout beds at Vero. So that having a Murphy, that's a that's a little bit of a game changer. That now I have to might go to Vero Beach even more often than I normally do. So, <laughs> And we had a deluxe studio uh, this weekend, and it was a fantastic room. We had a great view. We could see the water. Um, but, but yeah, no, I'm just, I really want to see those, those last two properties that are just showing that wear and tear. And, and, and for Panda, Bay Lake is on the 2024 schedule, so we will start to see that soon but that is the only one on the 2024 schedule right now so i'm hoping needs a lot of work it does you know, <laughs> apparently they need the whole year for bay lake tower um i'm hoping that we see those other two uh obviously i'm excited about the cabins um i love fort wilderness i'm gonna learn how to play my banjo i'm gonna take it over there i'm gonna sit in a cabin <laughs> on the porch and just sounds like a scene out of deliverance wrong turn anyone seen wrong turn it's oh it's one of my favorites <laughs> favorites oh i don't want to ask what the other movies you like are um <laughs> i think the divorce lawyers one of them is like irreconcilable differences is a reason to get a divorce and the other is my wife learned the banjo <laughs> uh. But anyway, on that note, um, but yeah. yeah, no, I'm just, I'm excited for the future of DVC. One last thing I do want to say um, that Paul and I have gone back and forth, you know, we're talking about what, what might come in the future. I just really hope, I really hope that within the next like four years, we see some DVC at Coronado Springs. And I know that might be a pipe mm. dream. I know not everybody agrees with that sentiment, but as like, Still one of my favorite places. We have our home resorts up on a wall over here. Um, we have two of them. We have to get frames still. But there's one that doesn't belong because we have a picture of Coronado Springs up with all of our home resorts. So we're we're speaking it into the universe with our wall. With our wall <laughs> of pictures. So yeah. it will it will it will be a purchase and it might actually get us to sell one of our contracts if that occurs, uh, just to kind of diversify our ownership a little bit more but uh that it of all things that has been mentioned i am excited for that if it happens i just absolutely love coronado springs but i think everyone's answer was great there's a lot to look forward to and a lot that we're excited about and i guess the writing is i i we just need a lot of answers to a lot of questions that we have right now so hopefully there's some more meat and potatoes to this year's condo association meeting or some of the announcements that come out in the near future um you can definitely expect that here at dvc fan dvcfan.com dvc fan facebook group if there's a new slap band if there's a new coin if dvc makes a new theme song again we're gonna report on it and let you know what's happening in the dvc space so be sure to tune into dvc 
thedefeatfan.com, uh, in the Facebook group, all of those places. Make sure that you subscribe to the DVC Fan YouTube channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell so that you get notifications every time we put up a new video. Uh, and we will always be bringing you whatever that breaking Disney Vacation Club news is. And us and all of our creepy Mickeys and this entire panel will always be here to sort of share that news with you. Uh, and, and you can expect Jeff to have his creepy Mickey for the next time we have a creepy Mickey convention um, or for our creepy Mickey shelf that comes to our new studio. Um, so on behalf of us and all of our creepy Mickeys, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the DVC <laughs> show and we will see you next Monday.